speaker has been recorded at an online meeting of Addictive Eaters Anonymous. You can email us at contact at aeainfo.org. My name is Shan and I am an addictive eater and thank you for asking me to speak first this evening. It's lovely to be at a meeting. It's always a privilege to be at a meeting. And um, I just I just really love this fellowship um, and I love the the 12 step program within the fellowship and it has absolutely changed my life and um, I believe I have such a better life because of it. Um, I always was enthralled by food um, from a very, very young age, as early as I can remember. I loved I loved eating, I loved um, the secrecy around food. I ate a certain way in front of my family and friends, but on my own, I had another secret life with food. Um, I loved the hiding it, um, stealing money for food and yeah, I just went to, to great lengths to get my hands on it and, um, and then to hide the evidence of what I had eaten. Um, if I wasn't eating, I was thinking about eating and just couldn't wait to get that next bite. And um, I remember hearing somebody of this fellowship talking about how they used to eat in the bathroom and it struck me that gosh, I used to do that as well. You know, I used to eat in the bathroom. Really strange places. Um, there was, a, there was a, a cupboard that held all the gym equipment in our school. And I used to hide food in there. And at break time, when all the kids would be going out to play, I used to sneak into this cupboard and I'd sit in there and I'd just eat. Um, just, just was enthralled by it. Um, and um, hated the effects. I wasn't a particularly sporty child, and so I hated the effect of the weight gain. Um, but that's that's what happened for me. I was a, a tubster child. I had I had the roles, and um, you know, but I hated it. I was really self conscious and um, didn't like people looking at me. And um, yeah, and it, it just it just made me feel really uncomfortable. Um, I often ate to the point where I would be sick and um, would, you know, be sick and then go back for more, you know, just just that endless, endless want for more. And um, yeah, something happened for me in my teens. Um, I discovered dieting and um, found that I lost weight quite quickly. Um, I discovered that weight loss um, happened for me through exercise. And I had also joined a um, diet club, Weight Watchers, and 
you know, um, was given, a, I suppose, an allowance of food I could eat based on my height and my weight at that time. And my thinking just kicked in and I thought, well, if I just ate half of what they're saying, then I'll lose weight quicker. And if I just ate a quarter of what they're saying, then I'll lose weight even quicker. And the whole kind of obsession with wanting to eat flicked to wanting to not eat anything at all. And um, um, yeah, so yeah, just just had a had a really, I suppose this this tough, difficult mind of mine, um, and this battle with inside my head all the time of wanting to eat and wanting to be thin and lose weight at the same time. Um, and it just went beyond my control, you know, when I when I got to a point where I wanted to stop doing all the things that I was doing um, when I wanted to stop the, the racing mind. Um, by that time, I had started taking out, I had started using alcohol and drugs and sex and shopping. And there were a whole other ream of other substances um, that were causing my life to be pretty chaotic and unmanageable. And by the time I wanted that to come to an end, I just couldn't, I couldn't stop. Um, and yeah, it just, as I said earlier, enthralled and consumed by it all. And um, it was pointed out to me that, um, that I, I couldn't stop talking about these things, that I couldn't stop um, behaving in this way. And it was suggested to me that I needed help, which I didn't like very much, um, but I could see that I did need help. And I started down the road of counselling and I went to a, a rehab and a, a residential rehab for five weeks. And I went to um, aftercare programmes and it was through those um, that I was introduced to 12-step fellowships. And um, yeah, I suppose I, I got, I, I, I went and I got identification. Maybe that gave me a bit of hope that I kept coming back, but I didn't experience any sort of peace of mind or real peace of mind or any sort of solution or any sort of freedom. Um, it, was, it was more just a sense of, okay, I'm not on my own. And that kind of maybe ticked me over to the next day till I went to another meeting. But I was just very, very, um, I guess, sad. I felt, I, I just felt sad all the time. And um, yeah, I, I went to enough meetings. I kept coming back to enough meetings until I eventually landed on the door of, uh, of a 12-step fellowship where there are members here in Addictive Eaters Anonymous that were there than my very first meeting. And um, I don't really know what I heard. I can't really remember kind of, I suppose, distinctive words, but one member did approach me at the end of that meeting and asked me, was I willing to go to any lengths to get well? 
And um, I thought at that moment I was, but I needed more time. Um, and eventually, eventually I did come back and ask for help. And um, I asked that woman, would she sponsor me? And, and, you know, something within that changed me, I believe. And there was a, a change that happened not big beams of light, but just certainly a surrender that wasn't there before. And I had a, a willingness just to go to any lengths. Um, one of the manifestations of the, the disease of addiction um, and how it manifests in me is huge. It, how it was for me was huge fear. I had a lot of fear, um, fear mostly of what people thought of me and um you know could that consumed by self and um you know the the 12 steps have helped change so many areas of my life not just my addictions to certain substances you know it's it's helped me with seeing how i behave and my attitudes and my beliefs that were driving me in a way that wasn't useful to me um, and to other people around me and how I needed to change and it helped me see the harms that I had caused um, mostly to other people and again that was another willingness to change there was another there was another want to change those things um, and you know, I just never thought that it would be possible to find sobriety. Um, I just didn't think that that existed. Um, and I saw it happen and occur in other people. And it was just such an incredible experience of hope. And, um, you know, my life today has changed. It looks very different today. I'm not as consumed by self as I, as I was once. I'm not completely rid of it either, but um, you know, I don't have that obsession today to want to eat and use other substances. Um, I understand today what it means to be sober, which I didn't understand when I came here first. You know, these are things that I've learned. Um, and I believe that there is something bigger than me working in my life. Um, I, I call a higher power. There's something that um, keeps me sober a day at a time. Um, I'm very thankful that I haven't felt the need to go anywhere else to look for help. Um, I still believe that I'm an addictive eater, that I'll be an addictive eater till the day I die. Um, but um, I have a, a program of recovery that works for me. And yeah, I started off by just saying how much I, I love this program and I love the fellowship. It's just so much a part of who I am today and a part of my life and part of my family's life as a result. And um, yeah, it's, it's just just incredible the help that I get here um, so I'm very pleased to just have this fellowship around me um, you know I've never been turned away even with some of the crazy things that I've had going on in my life or in my head mostly but I've never 
been shunned away and always been received with such grace. So, um, yeah, I'm thankful for, for um, being able to be here. Thanks for asking me to share.